Hello, 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 and welcome to Igniting Courage Podcast. We are on episode 120. And if you are a loyal listener and you're one of those people who's into details, I'd like to apologize to you. Because over the last three or four months, I have been messing up the episode numbers like crazy. It'll say, it'll be actually hundred, you know, episode 115, and I'll say, welcome to episode 107 in the introduction. So, this is the courage to admit that I'm human. So, welcome to Igniting Courage Podcast. This is episode 120, and this is actually episode 12 times 10. Because on episode 12, way back two years ago, I had Paul Artale, a speaker friend of mine, on the podcast. And he just is a great guy. He's an interesting interviewee. Uh, But he's done some great things over the last year, two years. And I wanted to make sure that we came back together. And it seemed great to bring him back for episode 120. And as I'm moving towards a bit of a different focus with Igniting Courage podcast. It seemed perfect to kind of bookend Igniting Courage podcast with Paul. So he is back to tell us how everything's going, how he completed all the things that he has, and what it's taken for him to have the courage to persevere. Because oftentimes that is the hardest part, whether we are leaders persevering through change with our teams, or whether we're um, planet Earth inhabitants persevering through this pandemic thing. (laughs) So whatever the case, Paul's got some fantastic advice and uh, some great ideas on how to have the courage to persevere. So jump in, enjoy. Here you go. Hello and welcome to an update edition of Igniting Courage podcast. I wanted to come back to our guest from episode 12, Paul Artale, who had a great story back at episode 12. But I know in the last two years since January 28th launch of that episode, a lot has happened in the world, but a lot's also happened for Paul. Paul, welcome back. Thanks, Anne. Great to be here. Good to have you here. Boy, we were chatting before the episode that uh, it's been two years. It feels like it's been about 10. I know. I know. Yeah. Let's leave it there. (laughs) Yeah, right? So since then, uh, you you finished a PhD. You got your distinguished Toastmasters. You started the podcast you were talking about. You're back to doing the splits. What did I miss? I think that's that's pretty much it. Um, You know, that's all. That's it. Well, like everyone else doing more online stuff, getting working on sort of a work-life balance mastermind sort of programmy thing that I'm that I'm doing uh, in the next few months uh, so it's yeah li- life is is good overall it's crazy and it's different but it's good so how did you do all of that stuff I mean obviously all of that stuff was in the works two uh, years ago when we spoke but sure. I mean you're a full-time parent you're a full-time covid survivor as we all are uh, yeah, amongst yeah. all of the responsibilities you have how did you stay focused to complete these things. Cause oftentimes for courageous leaders, that's one of the hardest things is that perseverance staying on target and getting it done. For me, I think it's, I think it's two things. Number one, I think I accepted that I won't always be focused. There's a lot of, you know, hustle porn out there. And then that, you know, like 120%, 27 hours a day and you're going to make it. And like, I think sometimes you're just not going to be there. And I think to acknowledge it is it's, it's like having, it's giving yourself permission to take a day off. It's giving yourself permission to say like, I, you know, with the dissertation example, I'm not going to write five pages today. 
can I get can I get three sentences? Or maybe I need to take a, a day off, so not seven, but like I'm going to take a day off and just relax and recharge. And I think that gave me some that, that took a lot of the stress away because a lot of a lot of our deadlines are self-imposed. So you think about when you think about that is that you know most of the times when we're stressed, especially if we don't have like a boss breathing down our necks, so it's just stuff that we want to do. It's all in our head, which is both good and bad. It's good because you need that external create that external pressure to 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 achieve, but it's also bad because you forget that you, you're the author of it and you can change it or you can you can reevaluate it. Just like in high school, if 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 hopefully if, if things were getting a little too tough, you could go to a teacher and say like, I got four essays due on Tuesday. Can I, right. We would negotiate at certain points of our lives. So we have to learn to negotiate with ourselves. So I learned to do that. The other piece for me was whenever I got stuck, I just went back to basics. That has been my mantra for the last few years is, is go back to basics and whatever the most basic elements that got you there, that's what you need to keep doing because there's a lot of bells and whistles, or again, a lot of self-imposed ideas. And so for the dissertation, as an example, I was having a bad day. Can I go back to, I was at my most productive when I was writing a hundred words a day, like such a simple, small feat. But if I could do nothing else and I could write a hundred words, I could at least say I moved the ball forward. And often I would write way more than a hundred words, but it was just that little piece. And that's, that's what's gotten me through COVID and you know, everything that's been going on with the speaking industry and all, you know, just a lot of the challenges, you go back to what works and you, because that doesn't change. I think the fundamentals of being successful don't change. And the fundamentals of being successful in your field don't change that much. They evolve and you have to adapt to them. But at the end of the day, you know, whatever business you're running, for example, there's a level of you have to hustle and you have to, there's certain ways to reach out or try and get business. And those core ways are always going to be there for you. So don't abandon them. Well, and I think it's such an important thing to remember because, you know, these days, like you said, 120%, 27 hours a day, hustle, hustle, hustle. We as humans aren't so good at the balance thing as at the moderation thing is like, yes, we have to work our butts off, but rest is important. And yes, we have to work our butts off, but five pages a day is not realistic. Mm -hmm. And a hundred pages a day is much more realistic. It's a slow march, but we know the hare got there. The rabbit got there. Wait a minute, which one? The turtle got there before turtle. the rabbit, yeah. right? Because the rabbit was exhausted or whatever the yep. rabbit was doing. I yep. really messed up that metaphor. That's, that's okay. You switched it around. You made the, you made the hair the hero. I know. <laughs> yeah. The fast guy that picked on the turtle. That's, that's the whole. <laughs> nice, Sam. This nice. is called the Hair Wins Podcast. Well, we're changing our perspective now. We want <laughs> you to dominate and take advantage of others. <laughs> oh no. So tell me about your podcast. And this is a good good lesson here because you you started one and then yep. you shelved it and then yep. you you know you've kind of evolved and this is another important piece of the balance mm. is sometimes you start something and you realize mm, that's not quite it and you have to pivot. So oh I hate that word. So go ahead and talk to me about your podcast. Absolutely. So the pod, the podcast is called Fiercely Successful and it's basically me every week just in my basement, usually 11 o'clock on a Sunday is when I record. And so I don't batch a lot of episodes. I don't pre-record. It's, it's, and it is me talking about a motivational lesson or concept or idea I had that is based on what happened to me that week. So I just kicked off the new year version of it and I just watched the Super Bowl. So I talked about Tom Brady, which I'm sure will invite a lot of praise and or heat, depending on what you feel about Tom Brady. And, and that's, that was the whole premise of the podcast. And it was, you know, to your point, I had another podcast in development. It had the artwork done. It was very cool. I had an online community ready to go. And COVID hit. 
And I just didn't think I had the capacity to do it well because I'm home with my children and, and my partners, she's working and, and doing all those things that it just, you know, a, a, the idea for the other podcast was essentially think of like the Dave Ramsey show for those with pre need presentation skills help. So they would call in and I would work with them live and, and help them with their presentations and, and offer presentation skills training. I like, it. I still want to do this, but I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it well. I couldn't do it consistently. And so I quickly shelved and I pivoted and I, I found a vehicle that fit me in the moment and that fit what I needed to do. Well, and I think something that a lot of businesses are learning and a lot of us entrepreneurs are learning is that that constant reassessment and shift as needed. Yes, sometimes we need to stay the course and let it let it play out, but sometimes there's a clear sign that uh, it's time to shift this thing. And and uh, it sounds like you did mm -hmm. that with with great success. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a fine balance between you know, changing for the sake of change and changing because it makes sense. And I think when you're talking about time, especially when you're making changes that are based in, in time and energy and otherwise to gain more time or to gain more energy, then I think you have to be really realistic of what you need to do. And you think, I think you need to just, I, you just need to sort of, I won't say downsize That's not always what's going to happen, but I think you need to just be realistic about what makes sense for where you're at and, and go with it. And I, most, usually the most simple things are, are what, or what propel people anyway. Well, and it goes back to those shoulds you were talking about, right? Those self-imposed shoulds. Mm -hmm. I've been drowning in those lately and trying to kind of come out from under all these self-imposed shoulds that make me feel bad. And then I look back and go, wait a minute, I've done a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure, you know, you're the same way and finding that balance of, yes, I'm going to hustle, but yes, I'm going to do it in a realistic way yep. uh, is that important piece. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just, yeah, you got you got got to get rid of the shoulds. And is that the premise of fiercely successful podcast? No, the premise is me just rant, ranting into my basement every. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the premise is the premise of the podcast is just it's a motivational thought. It's I think it's for me the premise is number one. It's on a practical level, it's a way for me to keep fresh with material. But I think it's also the idea that like motivation, success, it's an active learning muscle. And it, it exists everywhere, right? Like I, I've done episodes on the leadership, motivation and success principles from, the, from Hamilton to what if, which was basically the, the term what if, we often, basic idea being we often think about what if something goes wrong versus what if something goes right. And, you know, and, and so, you know, I have one called what happens when things F up and that's really based on my, my furnace breaking down. So these, these lessons in motivation and success and, and, and all that, they're, they're just all around us. And I think that's really what Fiercely Successful is about. It's about focusing your mindset. So on a weekly basis, you can revisit what you need to do. But for me, it's also reminding people that these lessons exist in sometimes the most basic, simple moments in life. And that's, that's what you need because, you know, we'll watch a movie and it's always about, some huge accomplishment. And the irony is, you know, I'm a guy with a physical disability that played college football. And so people see that part of me and they're like, that's the story. And I'm like, but I'm like the most powerful moments I've had were like these little moments. It was like a coach saying to me, dude, you're a good athlete. And that changed my mindset about myself, right? It's my son at three years old, pretending to type on a keyboard and saying to me, I'm, I'm working like daddy. And being that's not the example I want to set for my kid, right? I mean, these are these small moments that are more powerful than these massive achievement, achievements, which we should be proud of and celebrate and share with others. But I think the best, the best stuff is, is in the basic stuff. 
And I think that's such an important lesson because you're right. The Hollywood kind of paints and it has to because it's got to wrap a picture a thing up in two hours. But it paints this big achievement as the destination. Mm -hmm. But like then there's the next day when you wake up and the you know dishes from last night are still in the sink and the kids yep. crying and, you know, life goes back to like. Bleh. And so I love that this this sort of weekly motivation, because it is a journey and you do mm -hmm. have to revisit regularly. You don't ever have it figured out. Yep. Yeah, I you don't. And again, accept that you won't have it figured out, and it's fine. Yeah, but that's that. That's that's what I I think. You know, everyone talks about imposter syndrome and and, and all this, and I just and and I I get it. So I'm not going to poo poo imposter syndrome, but sometimes I feel like when I hear talks about imposter syndrome, or even when I've done you know talks about it, I think part of this yes is about a mindset shift you need to have. But part of this is just accepting that. You're not going to know all the answers. You're not, you know, if you're coming into something new, of course, you're not going to feel like an expert. You shouldn't feel like an expert. You're not, even if you are an, like, so it's this idea of like coming into owning yourself and, and, and understanding that there is no, there is no final destination. I mean, I remember one of my favorite football stories was, I think it was Bobby Bowden won, when they won the, the national title of Florida State. I think the next day, the day after they won the championship, you know, he walked in the rooms like, okay, great job yesterday. What next? Like, that's that mentality. Yeah of, all right, that was great. We did this thing, but we, the, the, the life moves on and we have to figure out what does it mean? We're now a championship program. Congratulations. What does that mean for us now? Let's move forward. And I think that's that continual growth mindset is, is a much happier place for me to be in. Yeah. Well, and Forrest Tuff was recently on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know him, friend of yeah, yours, right? Guy. Yep. And, and this is exactly what he was talking about in that episode, which was, you know, yeah, I've done a lot, but I'm, I, I want to continue doing things and you have to be humble to be able to say, yeah, I don't know everything. And I can call on my friend, Paul and say, Hey, Paul, help me out with this or, you know, all of that. And I think that is such an important thing not to rest on the mm -hmm. last thing. Um, because you, you always got a lot of life left and what's next. Well, this is it. I mean, I think, you know, it's probably been just over a year since I'm officially a PhD and just asking myself what kind of PhD, what kind of research I, I want to be. Right. I mean, I can rest on, I have a degree and I, I did a little bit of research and that's all I'll ever do. And these are the topics I want to study or do I want to push myself in that? Even you know, not, not even from a business standpoint, just from my own natural knowledge point of view. Right. And I thought about it and, and the timing was interesting because like my, a lot of my research is around workplace flexibility and it was kind of bleeding into telework and, and right. And, and sort of the, the push for people working from home, at least on a part-time basis. And so now I was like, okay, that's great. Now people get that point. There's not really a lot to evangelize on that. What's the next iteration. So for me, it's just been like for fun reading about hybrid work environments. That's really going to be the future of where we're going to go. People are going to be all over the place, probably not 100% virtual, but they will there'll be different combinations. So what does that mean for something as simple as accessibility? Or what does that mean for just how you conduct a meeting? Right? I mean, a lot of a lot of teleconference meetings before were like the conference phone and people around the table. And if you were the voice on the other end, you're pretty much at a disadvantage. And the hope is that in, in high performance environments, and half your team is not there that we're going to have to upgrade our, our, our metrics and how we do things and probably a good time to, if you haven't bought stock already in, in tech companies and camera companies and mic companies, probably a good time to, to, to do that. I'm, I'm not a stockbroker. Please don't take my advice. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Uh, I heard GameStop was good for a while, but, <laughs> uh, but I, I think, yeah, it is that question of what, what kind of, what kind of blank do you want to be? Right. And are you the person that rests on their laurels or do you want to, 
keeps pushing to grow and, and evolve. That's always been something that's so interesting to me is as you achieve things, you're, and it's all internal, but that the risk of failure goes up a little bit because you've already achieved something. So if you slip back trying something new, you know, that, that internal mental stake you know, and that's why when I joke about my story where I lived in New York City and was had a big six figure corporate income, blah, blah, blah. And I left all of that to move in with my parents at 42 years old and start my speaking business. Mm -hmm. And it's that willingness. Maybe that was a little extreme, but <laughs> it's that willingness to back up and say, OK, I'm going to suck at something for a while while I get better at it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good point, because. I think something that is related to that, and it's coming out of some interviews I'm doing with folks. So I'm, I'm starting basically a, a work-life balance masterclass, and I'm still trying to do like essentially market research. Mm -hmm. Market research for me is actually interviewing people with work-life balance problems and figuring out what how I can help. So my curriculum is based on actual people's needs. But one concept that I found that I surprisingly did not did not I did not anticipate this. And it came out pretty consistently was the idea of letting go of who you were or who you, you know, it's like, you know, you, you got to let go of who you are now to become the person you want to be. And I think that's really, really powerful because I mean, in your point, you were, you had a corporate identity, right? Years and yet you had that. And so you have to leave that mm -hmm. to go into your next evolution. And I, I, for a lot of us, that that's, what's holding people back. It's this idea of, well, I've, I have this persona and how do I, how do I evolve out of that. And it's, sometimes it's not as dramatic as a career shift. I think that's the most visible one we see, but it's simple as, you know, it's simple. It can be as simple as I've always had a morning cup of coffee and I, I for whatever reason, I, I want to get this out of my diet. You know, like this idea that my, my ritual has always been a cup of coffee and a donut. Let's go with the health example, right? Well, that's fine. And that's part of your routine and who you, in some ways, part of your identity and, and all that changing that, right? Like to, to realize that if I want to be a healthier person or someone that's not aggravated by caffeine, I have to change an element in that, right? I have to let go of that. And same thing with our, our personal and professional identities, right? I mean, I think that's why people empty nest syndrome, right? Like I've been a parent in house for so long. What does that mean for myself now when I don't have children to look after all the time, even if they only stop in, right? So I think that's that's such a big one. It's like you have to give your per permission. You have to give yourself permission to leave and evolve. Um, otherwise, you kind of get stuck in this in this rut that you're never fully happy in. Yeah, and I and I and it's so scary. And you're right; it's so scary and it's so rewarding as as you you know you kind of let go of. And it's not like abandoning, but it's looking at who do I want to be tomorrow and what do I need to do to get there? So like you said, the health example is a great one. There are some things that I've been doing. You know, I had a friend when I was personal training where she's like, I, I have, I love cheese. This was Amy Ross. I love her. I love cheese. And I can't, I can't live without cheese. I'm like, no, Amy, you can. You can live without cheese. Now she doesn't eat cheese, but like she had to exactly. And it's, it's a silly little thing, but she had to shift that so she could become that healthier person. I love sure, it. Well, Cause let's go, let's, let's go deeper into cheese here. If you, if you really, if you really, that's right. Now this is the cheese podcast. <laughs> first, we're talking about, we <laughs> first we're talking about dictatorial, you know, really mean hairs and, and rabbits that pick on. Now we're going about cheese, but uh, but with the cheese example, right, it is a small tweak. What does that mean if you eliminate cheese from your diet? I mean, certain foods are off limits. 
for the most part now. You're not going to eat pizza. You go to a restaurant. Well, there go about two thirds of your menu options, right? I mean, it, it does change. It changes what you, you put in your basket. It changes the type of recipes you cook with. The cheese is a great example because it's such a, it's like ketchup. You can put it on just about everything and it's pretty much, it's edible, right? I mean, you can take something that's burnt and put cheese on it. Like, okay, it's all right. You know. <laughs> I'll eat it now. Right. It's, it's, I, no, I, I like that. It's a good example, it's, it's, but it's these minor changes. And, and I think the other part that goes with this too is I think it's okay at some point in your life to say, I've scratched that itch and I'm good with it. I don't have to continue with it. Like for me, I used to coach college football and I loved coaching college football. There's so many things I love and even miss about it to this day. But just where my life was going at the time, it was time for me to move on, but it was really hard really hard but i had to say myself like that was great you spent six six years of your life on a college football field every saturday working with you know with the guys you had some great experiences and now it's time to go into this other phase of your life and i can actually remember and i still have the the rubbermaid bin i took all my coaching polos right and all my all my sort of coaching gear and i remember just i i couldn't throw them out i don't know if i can ever throw them out but i remember just putting them in this in this rubbermaid bin and putting the top on it was almost like closing a casket. It was just like, here it is. Here's six years of my life working so hard and here it is. And I'm putting it away. And it was, it was painful, but it was also cleansing because once I let go and just accepted it, I had no ill feelings to it. I never felt like, Oh, I could have been more. Or if had this person had done this, it was just, this was a part of my life and I accepted it. And it was a beautiful part of my life. And now I'm going on to my next, to my next phase. And it might come back. And it might not. And that's one of the other things is just because we're putting it away right now doesn't mean we're not going to pull it back out someday. I've found that so many of the skills and things that I've done that have built skills and knowledge in my life have come back around. And so as we as we close the casket, we got to remember, we can always exhume the body. That's right. right. We, we, we can exhume the bodies. We're we going to destroy every metaphor in this. We're going to destroy everything. It's going to turn into like the walking dead by the end of it or something like that. Yeah, no, you can totally exhume it if, if you want to and, and, and bring it back to life or not. It's it's right. It's that, it's that idea. I think the the bigger point is just, again, folks just needing to let go and or you're not defined by, you know, these identities that you often you create or other folks, other society creates for you. You're defined by what you're doing in the moment and that, that's all that really kind of matters. And the other stuff is just noise. Mm-hmm. Yep. And things we tell ourselves to feel like we have control, but that's a whole nother. Point. That's a whole other. That's Oh, that's a big one. So Paul, what's next? What are you, what are you, what's the next evolution of Dr. Paul? Well, the, the next evolution is a combo of going back to my bread and butter and, and doing new things. So the bread and butter is just, especially in this, in this, you know, interesting times we live in going back to the motivational, the resilience speaking I've always done and doing it more because clearly people want to hear that message right now. And, and so for me, it's, it's just going a little bit deeper into that and enjoying that and embracing it for what it is. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm shifting to this e-coaching business, helping people define the boundaries in their lives and create their lives around those boundaries. I thought, you know, when I talk about work-life balance again, through my interviews, what I found is that really a lot of the work-life problem is a boundary problem. It's whatever boundaries you have, whatever boundary styles you have, it's not fitting with your current lifestyle. And a lot of people say, well, I have trouble saying no, I have trouble negotiating. So going deeper there so I can help people and doing more of the e-coaching. And I liked it. I mean, pre-COVID, I was thinking about doing doing more of it. COVID has be, so obviously sped that along. And I, so I'm, I'm excited to just do that, help people. I think this, is a, this has been... 
as terrible as the pandemic is, has been great for people reinventing them, for things being reinvented. Businesses are reinventing, people are reinvented, and there are people, if you ask them and they are honest, will tell you when this is over, I don't know if I necessarily want to go back to my office, right? Like they're, they're actually worried about what happens when all clear, it's over, which means yeah. that's not the way it's going to go. But okay. some, some, some organizations will react that way, right? They will, hey, everything's lifted, everyone back. Uh, unless there's a law, we're going to go back to the way we were. And I think there's, there's anxiety over that. So people right now are really starting to reevaluate their lives, their work arrangements, and, and what that looks like. And boundaries and life balance is such a huge part of that. So I'm just really excited to like, help people with that and get them, give them some more clarity and more honestly, just give them the confidence because saying no the first time is the hardest no you'll give, especially as an adult. As kids, we do it all the time. <laughs> but yeah, my son like three times this morning, right? But as, as adults, we're afraid. And when that, that person we're saying no to like signs a paycheck, we're so terrified that we can't set a boundary. But when I talk to people, if you, if you talk to enough people about that, they'll, they'll admit either that they're a little bit afraid and it's really about their own fear or they'll be like, I wish I could be like so-and-so. It's one of those like beautiful gems that I, six months ago, I didn't realize existed in the world. And now here I'm like, I can help with that. And so I'm really happy to be doing that. That's awesome. And, and reinvention and inventing your own. What's the authentic path for you? I love it. Well, we'll stick your old podcast from Igniting Courage sure. podcast. We'll put Fiercely Successful link, your website link, anything else that's coming out that people should be on the lookout for that uh, I can put in the show notes? You can put in the show notes. Well, I, I'll give you a link if uh, anyone wants a free book. Um, I wrote a free ebook during, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, really short. All my books are short because when we're talking about life balance, you don't need 400 pages. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> Diet book with a bunch of recipes here. <laughs> eat this loaf, eat this cheese. Um, <laughs> so the book is called Power Step, How to Change the Direction of Your Life in Seven Days or Less. It's free. It's short. It's just really about taking really small. The first steps are the hardest. And it's really just helping people identify the first steps they need to take in their journey. And so I'll, put, I'll give you the link for the show notes. Take it. It's a free download just trying to give back in this crazy time. I was just trying to do something for people and help them. That's awesome, Paul. All right, well, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. So go grab that free ebook and uh, some great information from Paul. Thank you so much, Paul, for the update. Thanks, Ann. Good fun. Holy moly, what fun was that? So glad to have Paul back on the show. So great to hear all the amazing things that he's done. And gosh, imagine what the next two years will hold. I hope this has inspired you to look beyond who you are now to who you want to be and decide to move forward into that unknown, into the scary stuff so you too can achieve the things you want in your life. Good luck. If you like the podcast, jump on Apple Podcasts, give us a positive review, subscribe so you don't miss one episode, and uh, I'll see you on episode 121.